Welcome to Snap Trek, the Star Trek podcast where we compare two episodes of the universe's favourite ongoing franchise. I am one of your hosts, Ross, and I am joined by Jen. Hi, Ross. How you doing? Hello. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Good. Very nice to speak to you. You too. Excited for this one. This is a good one. The two episodes, when you suggested this as a comparative choice, it's so spot on. Today's theme is kidnapped to be wrestlers. <laughs> and we are selecting two episodes where bizarrely main cast members are kidnapped to appear in wrestling matches. Uh, I am lucky enough to have watched season six, episode 15 of Voyager, Sunkatsu. And Jen, let us know what you've watched. And uh, I was lucky enough to watch uh, the original series, season two, episode 16, The Gamesters of Triskelion. Uh, both of these were excellent episodes. Excellent, <laughs> bizarre, weird episodes. But I enjoyed watching them both. Um, and I had vivid memories of both of them. And looking back, I think I could do cracking Galt cosplay if I really stuck my mind to it. <laughs> I've got the look. <laughs> um, as ever, we are going to recap each episode with a, uh, a little poem or a limerick. And uh, Jen, why don't you go first and give us your, your lyrical recap? Okay, uh, so <laughs> the, um, the plot is not that complicated in this one. So I thought this would be a good one to, uh, to do, uh, to, to try my hand at a haiku. Oh, very <laughs> nice. I think I could, I could hit the plot of this one in just 17 syllables. So I thought I'd, I'd give it a go. <laughs> if one of these words is triskelion, I'll be very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Three syllables. Yeah. That, that, that takes up <laughs> too many syllables. All right, here we go for the gamesters of triskelion. The brain guys wager, not quaaludes, freedom, and lives. Always bet on Kirk. That was good. Do you know what? That, that's, <laughs> that really is succinct. Pulls together the entire plot. Also, it's just quite a poignant couple of sentences you've got there. That was good. That was very, I'm very impressed. Very impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I am... Um, I've just gone for the classic limerick because I thought, as you, Ooh, right. that there was a there was a little more depth to some of what goes on in Sunkatsu, but you know, you're not there for the philosophizing, you're there for the <laughs> the armed, the mano a mano combat. Um, so I've written a limerick. Seven fights in the place of Tuvok. The Pendari cleans Seven's clock. The crew grapple with shock as he knocks off her block. She's locked between a hard place and the rock. <laughs> nice <laughs> nice use of the rock in there <laughs> i was pretty pleased with that i was pretty pleased with that. and what i like about the categories we've chosen this week is they've all got a sort of wrestling theme to them um so i'm, I'm pretty excited for how this is going to go down kind of like i didn't have to dig too deep you know it's all just on one level you know what yeah, i mean it is. like it's all just <laughs> We should have come out with uh, with names. We should have had wrestling names. Oh, yeah, that would be R fun. Rage and Ross Webster. <laughs> and Jumpin' Gen Tift. <laughs> Jumpin' Gen Tifts. I like it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> okay, then. Would you like to go first? All right. So, okay, our first category is going to be best move. Who's got the best move? I love it. 
Who's got the best move in Sunkatsu? Okay, I picked two moves. Uh, okay. Uh, but I'm going to give you the I'm give you my second place one first. So in the cold open, when the Hirogen is fighting with this this weird looking alien, uh, he does right. this spinning flip through the air, and then he follows it up with like a bam, a jab into this guy's chest, and then while the guy's doubled over, he does like a Kirk style double fisted blow to the back, and the guy goes down. <laughs> I mean, not even for one second. And he, he comes back from these merciless power strikes pretty quickly. So because they didn't seem to do much damage to him, he that came second. But I liked the I thought the double fisted power blow to the back. That was a nice Kirk callback. I enjoyed that. My my favorite got a nice move, old school feel to yeah, it. Yeah, I liked that. I liked that. Uh, <laughs> my favorite move came from the uh, bout between the Pandari versus Seven, or the Rock versus Seven. They've had a bit of a scuffle already, and she's trying to talk him down, and then he just fully clotheslines her. It is brutal. <laughs> I gave like an audible, like, oh, oof. And also, I knew what happened. It's the only wrestling move I know the name of. And I was like, oh, he clotheslined her. Oh, that looked really nasty. And that was like, that's it. That's a wrestling move I've recognized. A wrestler did it on Star Trek. That's got to be the best move. That's a pretty good move. That's a good call. Yeah, the, the Rock. He, the Rock does a, a a couple good wrestling moves on her, doesn't he? he? I, I think one of the. Uh, no, yeah. no, he, he probably does loads <laughs> that I couldn't quite name. They they all look yeah. pretty pretty brutal, but that was the one I was like, ooh, because it comes out of nowhere, and I was like, ooh, right in the neck. Right, right, right. Oh, that was funny. That's it's, that was a funny uh, bout to watch. <laughs> um, that's a great move. Okay, uh, for gamesters, my best move belongs on a on a Kirk highlight reel. Like if I was <laughs> doing like an an overall Kirk highlight reel, this move would make the the, the cut. Okay, so Kirk is uh, being punished. Um, for insubordination, right? So he's basically getting whipped by uh, by the, th- the, th- the thrall that looks like a Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So he, so Kirk has his arms tied behind his back. Right? So what he does is, you know, they're circling around. Uh, he's not armed. You know, the other guy has a whip. The other guy gets some good, good yep. whips in, you know, on poor Kirk. So he loosens up his uh his ties his hand ties a little bit then what he does he does this flying jump yes. kick into yep. the guy right then straight from the jump kick into a combat <laughs> roll jump jumps over his his hand ties so now his hands are still tied but they're in the front of him instead of tied behind yep. his back right and then from there he 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 uh you know he knocks the guy off balance a little bit r- runs into him and then runs and jumps on his back and chokes him out with yeah. his hand ties <laughs> with his hands still tied that is a great move <laughs> it's an amazing move i kind of was thinking and- might get disqualified <laughs> for some of the uh illegal maneuvers but my god you can't fault him for getting the best over that big guy there are no rules rat. apparently in at least this this match <laughs> there's some rules in in the last ma- uh, bout that that kirk has but um in this one this was just like a straight up fight to the death 
I remember that double footed <laughs> kick because I thought I, I, I anticipated that double footed kick. I was like, this must be where Kirk does a double footed kick because he's got his hands tied. This is going to happen. And that was pretty good. Kick. The jump kick. It's it's so funny. I, I, yeah. If, if, if you don't have time to go back and watch the whole episode, at least just watch that part because it's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, there's some there's some good moves. There's some good episode. moves in the episode. Um, in both episodes. Well, some... <laughs> also, like I, I like the training montage. <laughs> In Sunkatsu. Yes. Well, you know what? I mean, it's hard to have any sort of wrestling or boxing show without an excellent montage. Right. Of course. Everybody loves a montage. <laughs> exactly. So, what are you gonna? Where are you gonna award your point? What do you think? Uh, I. I mean, I love that The Rock is on Star Trek. Um. Hope. Hopefully, we'll talk about him again because uh, I got because. Uh, yeah, so I because I I think I got to give my point to Kirk here because it was just, it's just such a it's it's a pretty cool pretty cool uh, patented Kirk it, move. It's so. a classic <laughs> Kirk move, and you, I can't I can't deny how decent it is. But I am going to give my point to the Rock's full clothesline of seven that, of nine. That's because fair. It was you know I I rarely gasp out loud. And something happens on television, especially not an episode of Star Trek, which I've seen six or seven times. <laughs> like it really caught me. I was like, "Oh!" So uh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give mine to the Rock and to Seven. All right, okay. sounds good. Okay, what what do we have for category two? For category two, I am going to select. I'm just going to go for a classic best line. Let's go for best line. Okay. Best what did line. you have for best line? So. This episode had a lot of uh, a lot of good Spock McCoy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. banter uh, back and forth while they're trying to you know, while they're searching for uh, for you know Kirk and and Uhura and and Chekhov. Um, and the one I picked is uh, so they're they're looking for Kirk and everybody and um, you know they're just scanning and and you know Spock is like you know all we can do now is hope you know mm-hmm. for a rational explanation. You know, and and McCoy's like hope. I always thought that was a human feeling, Mister <laughs> Spock. <laughs> and and, uh, and and Spock's line is that I picked. This is um, is true, Doctor. Constant exposure does result in a certain degree of contamination. <laughs> and, it, and it gives him, you know, the classic Spock eyebrows and the side eye, you know? <laughs> which I, which I just, I do, I adore when Spock does that. I, I consider it the Vulcan equivalent of laughing at your own joke, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when he gives him that look, and he's so adorable. Yes. And I, love but that was, I mean, this is why good. Spock has endured for such a long time because it, it's stuff like that, yeah, which is so, it's so great to watch. Right. And it's so unique to him the way he presents it. And that's why all the all the Vulcans from then on are, are great to watch too, because they've taken that sort of right. that from him. Tuvok barely makes jokes, but he's got that sort of <laughs> oh, he's got he the, the look, the sort of the cynical the look that he's going to give you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tuvok's the sarcasm master. Yeah, yeah. But and and I think it's a and with this Spock line too, it's also a pretty self aware line. You know, like yes. yeah, you know, being around humans has you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've been contaminated you, slightly you by your human hope. Yeah, exactly. You only have yourself to blame. <laughs> <laughs> so I always thought that was that was a good exchange. So that's my. That's pick. a good one. What about okay. you? I there was a couple that have have come up. Um, there's a scene when Seven is waking up and she's just been kidnapped, 
and you meet Pank for the first time and he's scanning her and he's sort of you know, you can you can see the Wayoon in the Pank here, yeah. played by Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> and he just almost drips this out. Borg enhanced physiology. You should have superior strength, agility, stamina, and visual acuity. And I actually like the way he says it rather than the words he says. Just he sort of schmoozes it out as if he's like, you know, just can't believe his luck. He's won something great. Right. Um, but the best line, I actually took a leaf out of your book when we looked at oh, the very first episode, I think, when we examined um, oh, Crumb's uh, scientific method. Mm-hmm. You had a scene from Janeway and Tuvok. And actually, this is the very last line of the episode I picked. It's where Tuvok is again offering some support to somebody, somebody who is very who he is close to in a, a different way. He's close to Janeway, but he does have a very he does have a a kinship with Seven, and she's expressing some of her guilt at how she felt during the battles and how she may have killed her opponents if she really had to. And Tuvok says, uh, "Then you haven't lost your humanity. You have reaffirmed it." And that's just their Aww. final, that's the final end of it, as he sort of comforts Seven, that she seems right. to accept that. And I thought that was a really nice, it, he didn't have to ask her how she was. He's doing that because he wants to sort of support her, recognise that she did something that was very tough, and she did it to preserve him and look after him. Um, so I thought that was a really good line. And I really, after I, saw, I watched it, it really made me think about when you'd, you'd mentioned that Tuvok line very early on, I was like, this is good. I like this. I like the, the connection of it and seeing this again from Tuvok, this supportive side of him. And it's a very Tuvok way of expressing it. You know, it's not emotionless, yeah. but it's shielded. Yeah. It's got, you know, it, he's being direct, but being open. And I don't know, it was just really well done. I feel like I've not explained it very well, but I, I, I was quite moved no. by it. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. That's a good pick because Tuvok is really strangely em- mm-hmm. empathetic for yes. a Vulcan <laughs> but you're right he, he doesn't he doesn't you know always um always express it in a, a way you know a, a human would you know um and and that definitely is a great example of that and I, I like that line and, and it does speak to you know these episodes are funny you know we're laughing at all the you know the fighting mm. and choreography and and you know and the guest stars and everything but but that it really is kind of it really kind of does have a little bit of a deeper meaning for, yes. for seven who is who so does not want no. to fight the, the, all, there was some serious you know? messages in and, both and, of these I, both these episodes yeah, yeah. I, I mean uh, the, the sunkatsu was more about the one-on-one how far would you go to protect somebody or protect yourself when you're at risk right and and for for uh, the games of Triskelion, there was a lot more about, I don't know, more more about hu- the humanity of it and about how people in power should look after the people, you know, in their care or should be in their care. Yeah. It was a, it was much more nebulous. But I mean, yeah, Kirk has well, actually saved the whole planet, so pretty impressive, just with a couple of sentences <laughs> in a, bo- a boxing match. <laughs> yeah, more about about just what freedom means in general. Yeah, what it should mean and, and inspiring Is people it, to take care yeah, of each other rather yeah. than exploit each other. Right. Yeah, wow. so that was my line, and I, yeah. I liked it, but I liked it because it linked to to the stuff you'd said earlier. So, yeah. well done, you. 
<laughs> well done you but uh yeah no a uh, good pick the one other line that i i liked but that was just funny in your episode was when um you know paris is is busting seven's chops for overpacking you yes. know she packs an isomodulator um and 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 he says he says oh uh you know because she, she packs her own isomodulator he's like can't you rep, you know replicate one you know yeah and he said he says you're like balana balana you know carries a, a stuffed animal you know wherever she goes and and Toby the Targ. <laughs> it's Toby the Targ. Yes. Toby the targ. We, we yes. see that Targ, yes. don't we? At some point, we do see it. And um, and she says, and she says, uh, you know, in the deadpan seven way, you know, she says, "Can Toby the Targ correct hull ab- ablation? Your comparison is flawed." Uh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Shut up! Yeah, I just I love that line. Your comparison is flawed. <laughs> There's another bit with Tom and Harry, where well, actually all the senior officers, before they know that Seven's been kidnapped, they will have having a chat about what's a what's a more sort of uh, a more robust sport is it right yes is it boxing or parisi squares and uh there's a little faux fisticuffs between tom and harry yes and tom says oh you want a bruise your clarinet fingers and he's like yeah. punching at, <laughs> punching at harry and then harry comes back with oh you punch like a ferengi yeah like that, that scene was was getting a little bit mean <laughs> it's racist <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's like, well, it's funny too, because like all, what, all of a sudden, all the entire Voyager crew is into blood sports too. Like, yeah, yeah. like I get it's for the point of the the crossover, you know, they had to be. But that scene was was it was the um was yeah, I was like, oh, well, blue, 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 clarinet fingers. Like, yeah, yeah. like really. <laughs> but they've made no bones about oh, Chakotay enjoying boxing yeah. it comes up yeah, what's, what's the what's that t- oh the fight comes up yeah, in the fight yeah. in a big way that doesn't fit his personality to me either i know they try to explain explain it but i don't yeah. know it doesn't, it doesn't i would have thought that by the, the 24th century that kind of thing would have been finished with but no, you'd hope know. so <laughs> you really would i, but, I mean yeah. if you're playing for Reese squares which is even more dangerous <laughs> apparently yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who knows yeah Oh yeah, and we—I mean, we've seen people—we've seen people die from playing Parisi Squares, yeah. like, or well, I guess it was a hologram. Yeah, but, I mean, that was an emotional death. <laughs> the doctors, I really felt yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it was just a hologram, but um, yeah. So I, I guess everyone, you know, I guess people no matter be people, yeah, yeah, you're gonna find something, some adrenaline, some some crazy <laughs> thing to do that somebody will tell you. Not right, to do. right, right. <laughs> okay. But I like that. I also like that the doctors instead of going to the fight is going to go to the entomology museum <laughs> yeah he is the voice of he is the voice of right. like civilization right it does right, right. maybe it says a lot that he's not he's not a human he's not a real person he's like right. oh yeah come on guys is this really what you're right. gonna do let's go and look at some insects <laughs> yeah <laughs> alien bugs or alien fisticuffs yeah. you know what sounds more interesting to you <laughs> yeah but um but i guess i could see yeah because he can't feel that sort you know surge of a general of adrenaline i guess no but, i mean that's like, true actually he, he can't feel that <laughs> mm, crumbs um, yeah yeah it's interesting it's made me feel bad for being a human <laughs> <laughs> well well and that's the thing too i mean if if, the, if all these fighters were you know ad- adults making their own free decisions yeah. to, to fight 
then that's different. Absolutely. That's what they think Absolutely. they're watching. They they don't realize that they're watching prisoners, you know, and that that obviously changes <laughs> changes how you, how you look at it. So it, yeah, it takes a turn for the worse though when the when Neelix reports back that actually the governments of these planets probably know that this is happening, right? But they're turning a blind eye because, well, you know what, they earn a lot of money from it, and you do sort of wonder would that be something that our governments would do, right. you know. How much would they would they stick their neck out to change something that's benefiting them so much? Right. Well, God. then on on that note, we, oh well, <laughs> we didn't just out a point. So I was going to go right no. to the next category. <laughs> yeah, cool. well, let's let's just out a point before we really we're going to suffer from ennui. We're going to just fall into a, <laughs> a coma. <laughs> so I guess. Oh my! <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I I I'm a sucker for a good Spock uh, McCoy exchange. And and Spock just looks so adorable when he gives that look. So <laughs> my my point is going to Spock. I'm going to give my point to Spock and McCoy as well because I do like the I do like the I do like the way Spock and McCoy have a bit of banter, and yeah. I like the the Tuvok line. Um, I do too. Well, I like the Tuvok line, so I'm not, I won't clarify anymore. But I'm giving my point. To Spock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then I I think round three. We should do most villainous, Ooh. since that's kind of what we're okay. <laughs> talking about here. So most villainous, if I go for this one, all the opponents that they fight have this sort of air of villainy about them. But then that's wrestling, isn't it? You know, there's there's always right, a villain. Right. Um, and are they also, you know, against their they're against their will too? You know, potentially. So, I mean, you don't necessarily right. know that for you everyone. Don't know. You right. don't know that. Right. I mean, because the Pandari presumably would be able to say i'm you know i'm here against my will and anyway right um the guy from the cold open who's a really weird looking alien is so full of himself and so <laughs> yeah. it's nice to see him get smacked around a little bit uh the pendari brackets the rock has this really yes. smug self-assurance of the world's most famous pro wrestler which he probably <laughs> was at the time of the filming um but it's like this faux, like pantomime villainy. It doesn't mean it's, right. it's all for show. He's not really a villain. The villain of this episode is Pank. He is really a villain, a genuine villainous villain. He is the ringmaster in this circus of Sunkatsu horror. And it doesn't hurt that he's played by Jeffrey Combs, who is probably one of the most villainous people uh, in Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, conversely, also one of the greatest people in Enterprise. It's very confusing sometimes watching him. Um, <laughs> And he gets no. He's a chameleon. Yeah, he is. is. I'm waiting for him to be in Discovery. Um, And he gets no real comeuppance. He he kidnaps people. He forces them to fight to the death. And at the very end of the episode, his ship is mildly disabled, uh, uh, but nothing happens, and they just leave. Uh, So that was. I really felt that was a a great sense of injustice. You know, in in Games of Triskelion, that. Kirk changes the outlook of the, the the providers. He changes what they're doing. He sees them, sets right the error of their ways. He opens up the world for the the thralls to to grow and to develop. Whereas in Sangatsi, you've rescued your crew member, a random Herogen, and everything carries on as normal. Um, mm-hmm. I really felt like he was a villain who got away with it, but he was my most villainous. Excellent choice. <laughs> That's a good point. 
Because for most of illness for gamesters, I of course have the providers, the brain yeah. guys. <laughs> so the thing that uh, sets them above normal villainy to me is that their motivation is strictly just their amusement. They're not trying to make money or anything. They just kidnap these people and control them just so they can, you know, bet against each other just so they can have a game and like they're like they're little chess pieces. And um, there's something about that, the nonchalance of that sort of villainy that that is really you know, <laughs> goes in into the realm of super villainy. And, you know? it's really, and, and <laughs> they me. have like, you know, endless power. You know, it's not like endless they power, could have yeah. done literally anything. Like, this is what they chose to spend their time doing. This is it. Right. I, I found that really their confusing. Their only challenge is, yeah. And they call up, you know, they're like, oh, it's okay. We only use inferior yeah. beings. So, oh, so it's okay. It's okay you they know? have zero empathy for <laughs> and I mean, people and they they're doing control, this too. Right zero empathy they control every aspect of their lives you know they pick their mates yeah. you know anytime they step out of line they zap them with their shot collars you know it's horrible to think how they came to this and you know yeah all the stuff they could yeah. have achieved or could have done right right especially you know if you think you've you have evolved into purely thought yeah. you know pure thought i guess <laughs> you would think you would hopefully evolve you know in ethics as well but I want to know whether brains always that color. That's what I want to know. They <laughs> did, they, did they all pick? Did they all pick a different color just for the, the, the you know, just so they could make it easy yeah. to bet against each other? <laughs> They're just wearing their team <laughs> colors, or are their brains naturally that color? I don't know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and and to your point, you know, at the end, Kirk does get them to agree to you know make them free and help them you know create their own society, but. I don't know if we can trust them. <laughs> I don't know it how It was long. just a bet, wasn't it? And they were yeah. very much, if it, if it had gone the other way, they'd have happily imprisoned all of the Enterprise right, crew. Right, yes. Like, mm, yeah. that's, you uh, know, know, have they really changed changed their ways or they right. just lost a bet? Right. And we'll see how it goes for a couple of thousand years and then we'll do exactly. everyone anyway because right. we're immortal brains. <laughs> oh, my. That's funny. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if anyone ever went back to that planet to see what was going on. Right, you think you'd want to send a Federation team to check up on them every now and again? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how they how they work that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. The brains, I can't help but think it didn't work out very well. And even if they're like, "Look, guys, Kirk's gone. We did promise him we were going to do this, so we'll give it our all." And after ten days, it's not really working. Hundreds of thralls are dead. They don't know, you know, they don't understand what's going on. They're getting lost in the wilderness. They don't know where they're going. It's like, oh, do you know what? This I remember why we went back to I remember why we went to wrestling in the first place. Just so much easier to do. Well, yeah, and it's gonna it would it's gonna be tough for people who live their whole lives, you know, like you know, live their yeah. whole lives as just these slave these slaves. Uh, and I mean they're gonna be suffering post traumatic stress disorder. Right. Like <laughs> when they're not gonna even know what to do with themselves at first, you know. And no. I think a lot of disputes are just going to be fought the way they know how with, you know, a battle to the death, you know, to see who was, who was right. You know? Will the providers continue to provide? Right, right. You know, what will people do with their time? There's a lot of unanswered questions at yeah. the end of this one. 
<laughs> but you know, we saved our heroes and we're on our way to the next. Yeah, adventure. no, we, we can't we can't hang around. We have got places to go. Right, right. <laughs> you, you guys will be fine. Right. <laughs> so as far as points go, this most tough. villainous. I am going to dish my points to Pank because I think Pank genuinely is villainous. I think the brains. I don't think they're so villainous. I think they're just bored. I think they're bored, and this is something to do. And you know, we can look after them. We can let them die. Meh, doesn't matter. <laughs> In a blink of an eye, everything will be different because we are immortal brains. So right. I, I don't. I think they just. They just got sort of malaise. They just uh, doesn't matter. So I think they're just bored. Whereas Pank is genuinely villainous. So I'm giving my points to Pank. Okay. I'm giving my points to the brain guys <laughs> because oh, the to, to me the the apathy of it all is is, 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 is what, is what puts it word. yeah that's what puts it over the top yeah because because to me Pank is, is like is motivated by greed you know which is mm-hmm. yeah obviously you know has no no empathy or feeling whatsoever for you know nope. the people he's oppressing and kidnapping he's awful an awful villain um, but that that's a but the the motivation of money is like kind of like an ordinary villain motivation, I guess. You know? Yes, it's just it is. the the board like doing this for boredom, like pi- like picking wings off of flies for you know is oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this was a horror film and they were just doing it out of sheer bloody mindedness, you'd be like, that is cold. Yeah. So that that's my pick. I think that's justified. You've made me think twice about the brains. <laughs> I'm still giving my point to Pank, though. <laughs> Jeffrey Carl, as a villain, like, yeah. you almost want. How can you go wrong? Right, you almost want to automatically give him your points because he's so good <laughs> at being so bad. <laughs> so so far, uh, after after three rounds, we have Gamesters with four points and Sunkatsu with two points. Ooh, I think Sunkatsu is right. coming back. I think uh, yeah. this is just the <laughs> this is just the, the the low before the highlight at the end of the match. There's still two rounds left. The game yeah, ain't over. <laughs> there is. All right. What's our next category? I think then best bout. What is the best bout in your episode? All right. Okay. My best bout. Okay. This is the final round. This is the, <laughs> this is the, the, uh, the bout that uh, the wager is about. So mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, and the brain guys have decided to put all these uh, rules in place to benefit them. Uh, it's really not a fair fight, but that, that actually kind of makes it uh, more fun to watch mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's it's Kirk against three. Yes. Thrall. So and and it's kind of it's it's actually kind of a neat thing because they they all have to stay on their own color. Yes. Rules like that. Um, they have to be killed or replaced. So if he just that was a really up, dirty choice. That was a really cheeky rule. I was like, "What?" So they, so they basically could just tap out, and you know, and uh, and you get, and get a if they are yeah. wounded, they will be replaced. Right, and then, but they they say, "Well, you you can agree to our terms, or you can just die." <laughs> so Chris yeah. like, "Okay," <laughs> but then it actually turns out to be a kind of kind of interesting fight to watch. I mean, there's spears, there's hooks, there's nets, yeah, there's whip, there's daggers, very right. There's, <laughs> there's all these different weapons, and any any you know kills two out of the three, and and there's an Andor- the Andorian he just wounds, and then um, you know Shauna top yes. taps it. 
And uh, and then, you know, they wrestle around a little bit. You know, she gets the upper hand, he gets the upper hand, but neither one wants to kill the other. Right. And finally, finally, she, sur- she surrenders and Kirk is has won. He's won the be- the match and he's won the bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought I thought the thralls would insist that Kirk kills her. I thought they were going to the, 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 the providers would insist that she was she died and he would refuse a la the arena. But now she just sort of yeah, said, oh, you win. Yeah. She's just, she's just like we surrender, and the and the brain guys accept. Yeah, that. I didn't think they would. I <laughs> thought like, like no. Yeah, I thought like well then, right? Or like then she would have to tap out, and another one yeah. would come in, and yeah. But um, and, well, but yeah, they but, obviously weren't clear on the rule. They weren't clearly enforcing the rules because I watched right. all of those guys clearly stand on the other colors multiple <laughs> times. Kirk, Kirk's off right. the yellow in about thirty seconds. Ooh, <laughs> infraction! Thought they were gonna hop, cut off his leg or something. Right. Oh yeah. Well, there's some, or oh, there was some rule that you get a weapon taken away. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what it is. So if, you, if uh, supposedly if you step off your color, you get a weapon taken yeah, away. Yeah, but they didn't. But then, they, but then they don't let. Yeah, like they're all way more armed than Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a really unfair odds, but it, you know he's Captain Kirk. And he, he, in fairness, he dealt with it really well. Yeah. I never yeah. really felt there was any any chance of him losing. Right, exactly. Even though it was three against mm-hmm. one, but but the the yeah, it was, it was a pretty interesting match. I thought that's that's my best bout. Uh, my best bout. It was the it's the climactic bout I selected. The same as you, seven versus the unnamed Herogen. Um and it's the will she won't she will he won't he kill each other mm-hmm. because they've spent yeah. so much time getting to know each other now. He has prepped her to defeat him, you think, or maybe he hasn't. Maybe it's all been a con game. Um, He chides her for not following his training advice properly, like dropping her elbow, and then he demonstrates it by kicking her. Um, The Herogen really pushes the hunter or prey idea and works up to the point where you really think he would kill her just to survive this match and move on, you know, to continue his incarceration on Pank's ship and to fight again. And then Seven comes back, super charged up. She gives him like the hundred hand slap, just bang, 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 bang. Right, you know, there's a particularly nasty punch to his face, which is like, oof, that's a that's a blow. And then at the very end, she's about to come down with a double fists and you know, cr- smash him into oblivion. And then she's beamed out and it all comes to an end. And it's the, you get the whole sort of moral aspect of it. It's like, will she, won't she kill him? They're really chiding each other about it. And then you just really see Seven move from, I'm not going to kill you, to don't make me kill you, to I'm about to kill you. And it was it was really well done. It's a really solid fight. Um, when you watch it in like better definition than 1966, uh, you can you can see when it's not them <laughs> fighting each other, but still it's done pretty well. Um, and I, it was a good match. I'd forgotten, you know, I, I, I'd forgotten how important it was that they talk to each other all the way through it and like try and convince each other not to do this. And Pank wouldn't have just let them tap out and carry on. He wants the death. He needs that to happen in order to in order for the money to pour in. Yeah, so I, I picked the. The ultimate yeah. bout as well, seven versus the Herogen. Yeah, that's a great pick. I love that. Yeah, because you, you get you, you don't just get the 
the wrestling, you know, right. the, the fight, you know, because the one in Gamesters is, is just, you know, over music and it's just about the, you know, the choreography and the moves. Uh, yeah, and not like, until Shana comes in. Right. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And then but this one is all about the, you know, the heart of the episode. Yeah. And this, you know, and of course, and it's JG, you know, Hertzler. Yes. <laughs> Gravelly voice JG Hertzler. Yes, yes. And I, it's I, just I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wonderful. known it was him until I looked out for Memory Alpha. Oh, <laughs> oh, that that voice though, that, vo- yeah. that voice. Away from it was me, obvious. Once I knew it, it was obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, who's who's just amazing and uh, uh, yeah, and it's interesting because it's a you know it's a Herogen, you know. Yeah. And who's who's a hunter, a killer, and you know, and he, I I, I really enjoy the relationship between those two. Yeah, and his story is really and tragic it, like, as well. Yeah, yeah. And nine, well, and that too. Yeah, like, if he's been in prison for nineteen years, but they, yeah. but then no better than Shana. I mean, Shana has never known freedom. She has no idea right. what even she's missing. She's never had the opportunity right. to do anything else but be a thrall. Yeah, that's pretty tragic in its own right. She, she didn't know the word beautiful. No, and like, and that's played as just like a moment for Kirk to be like, "Oh, baby, you're beautiful." But, but if you look deeper at that, not knowing beauty, like, like what yeah. you know what I mean? That beauty is a thing that exists that you can enjoy something. And, you know, and you, you can have an it's idea really, about really something sad. or create something that yeah, is going to be, right, right. you know, brilliant and recognized yeah. yeah no that's it's really that's that's one of the powerful bits of the episode that the yeah. that the thralls have no society that right. they're just they just moved they're around just from cage to, to arena and back again right. and they don't know why they're doing it even just that they do do it right yeah All we're right. really finding the, the dark bits in these episodes aren't we I- I was like, oh, this episode's just going to be yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the great thing is about Star Trek, even I in know, silly episodes. You know, There's a lot to look at. Yeah, even just episodes with really silly <laughs> premises, you know, have something a little bit deeper yeah. if, if you look at it. So um, as far as points go, I'm I'm definitely giving my point over to Sankatse for this one. Because um, that, that's... I- yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I really felt like it was a it was a very yeah. powerful match, and you know a lot of emotion, a lot of emotion in it. And right. I, I, you don't know because you know at the end of the the Truskelian match, Kirk was always going to win that match. But then I right. didn't know it could have gone either way. The Herogen could have won the match, and they could have beamed them out when he was about to kill Seven. I guess you didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Anything could have happened, but. Yeah. It, it was a good one, so I'm going to keep the point for seven and seven versus the Herogen for best bout. Definitely, yep. Agreed. So, what's the what's the scores on the doors? What All are we right. looking at here? So, so this is great for our our wrestling uh, episode. We're we're all tied up going into the final round for all. For all, <laughs> this is it. The final round, ultimate match. Yep. Knock. I don't know any don't wrestling know. terminology. I don't know. You know any? I don't know anything. <laughs> I could really use some now thrown in. You know, all that's coming to me is 66 Batman when Pow Sock used to appear on screen. I've, ne- I've never watched an episode of wrestling in my life. <laughs> Some people get really into it. It's, it's not something that I've ever gotten into, but um, but it was really it was really popular. When, in the, you know, in the 90s, I knew some wrestlers' names. Yeah. The Ultimate Warrior, 
Uh, Andre the Giant, obviously, because he was in The Princess Bride. The Undertaker. That's it. I'm out. Uh, that's that's everything I know about wrestling. Macho Man Randy Savage. He he was in the first oh, yeah, Spider-Man so. film. That's why I know him. <laughs> and he said a line. I know R- Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy played. He was in They Live. They Live. Yes. They <laughs> Live. I'm sorry, you were going to say. There's, there's a line Spider-Man. from Spider-Man where his name is Bonesaw. Bonesaw McGraw. <laughs> and he says, are you ready? Bonesaw is ready. And I, honestly, I say it every day to anyone who I'm waiting to get ready for. So, Syra, the kids, are you ready? Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> So it's weird how stuff gets stuck in your head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah those certain lines. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so final round. Championship battle. Okay, so our, our final category then is champion standing. <sighs> so who is, for Sankatse, your I, champion? I really struggled with this because I want... I want to choose the unnamed Hirogen who has spent 19 years in the ring. And I've actually written him down as my answer. But how can I not choose The Rock? How can I not choose The Rock? He comes onto the screen. He looks exactly like The Rock with a tiny little bit of head makeup. I mean, he's not wearing any clothes. Like he's not anything. Could have been wearing, could have been like Saru under there with all sorts of stuff going on in his chest. Just the rock with a tiny little dot on his forehead. He gives the people's eyebrow. He only <laughs> needs to say, "Do you smell what the rock is cooking?" And you know that would have been a perfect. I couldn't believe they got the rock on Star Trek for a start. Right. <laughs> um, I was really excited by this when I was sixteen and watching it for the first time because I was like, "Oh, this is quite cool." I know who the rock right. is, and he's going to be on Star Trek. I know that this was like a tie-in event, and I'm not sure what TV what what TV station was was putting Star Trek out at the time. Okay. But they had a tie-in yeah. event where lots of wrestlers were in episodes that week of their different yeah. TV. Yeah, because they were all UPN. I mean, I, they were all UPN shows. UPN, yeah. UPN. Um, and I I didn't recognize any of the other wrestlers in any of the other shows. I didn't recognize any of the other shows to right. be honest. Um, but so I'm glad that The Rock ended up in <laughs> Star Trek because I knew exactly yeah. who he was. And I was pretty excited by that. He then goes on to absolutely pummel seven. You know, I don't suppose you can get the rock on a TV, a, a TV show and have him lose right. to someone. But um, she did let him up. Like, cause she didn't want to, you know, like kill him. She, she, so. yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> she did. She he did. only beat her because she let her guard down. And then he yes, that's in. true. That's true. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing about the rock is that when you see him on TV now, he's even bigger. Yes. I mean, he's, absolutely enormous the man is a mountain you wouldn't be surprised to see him in game of thrones he's absolutely gigantic and he's he's pretty funny in, in like everything he's in he's he's one of the actors that i enjoy yeah. seeing um yeah and and that and that crossover was a big deal when it happened and um I, I want to let me tell a quick. I want to tell a quick story, if you don't mind, about it. Because, yeah, yeah. because I mean, you laugh when you see these crossovers about you know how it's kind of ridiculous to try to shoehorn these things in. Um, but uh-huh. but, I, but you know, I have an anecdote about that that they really do work. Um, that this this came out when I when I was in college, and you know, I had uh-huh. a little group of friends that would get together and watch Voyager, 
and uh, a couple of the guys that lived down the hall uh, were big, you know, WWF fans, big wrestling fans. And so we said, hey, The Rock, you know, The Rock's going to be on Voyager. You want to watch it with us? And they said, sure. And uh, one of the guys ended up really getting into Voyager and uh, joined our little watching party uh, all the way up through Endgame, all the way to the end. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, so they, they did actually, you know, they got at least one <laughs> Star Trek fan out of, out of it. So that's interesting. That's very so, exciting. Yeah. So I always, you know, I have a fondness for this one and, and, you know, a fondness in general for, you know, it seems like a cynical crossover event, but, you know, marketing event ploy, which it you is. Know what? I, but I it was on the face in just the right way. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, and do you know what? Because he wasn't in it too much. And he exactly. didn't say anything. I don't think he said anything actually in the entire episode. He, oh, no, he, he did. He, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was smack trash talking. Talks. Yeah, trash, talks trash talking, trash talking. <laughs> um, he was giving us some lip, but they didn't overuse him. He showed yeah. up once. He did a great job. And then he was out of there. And he, you know, he was only there as like to appear. His yeah. appearance wasn't critical to the story or anything. Yeah, um, yeah it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought, yeah. And I mean, and it was kind of obvious, like, all of a sudden the crew is into blood sports, which. Yeah. A little bit forced, but uh, but it's still, who cares? You know, it's fun. And, you know, enjoy. I enjoyed things. And you like see all the behind the scenes you know? of, like, all the crew with headlocks by right. the rock. And all those pictures get, like, oh, yeah. getting headlocked by the rock. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So as long as they don't do that stuff all the time, you know, I I tend to enjoy it when they do things like that. I know? don't mind that either, actually. I like yeah. it when they, they think creatively. I mean, they don't think too right. creative. They made a wrestling episode <laughs> to have a wrestling episode. It wasn't particularly clever. But they had some fun with it. It was well right. done. It was it, it did what exactly it was supposed to do. It'd be yeah. interesting to Voyager and wrestling fans. And it worked. <laughs> so I, my champion standing is the rock all right okay so for my episode um you know i i wanted to pick uh shauna but i just can't like i more just feel bad for her um you know she <laughs> she's got she, i like i enjoy her look you know yeah I enjoy the, green hair that's yeah She's got like a good, she's like a green haired Lady Gaga, you know? Yeah, yeah God, that's true. I like her, you know, I like her boob slings and her tinfoil diaper and Man, on the go go. already <laughs> wearing wrestling gear. I mean, that is, right, right. it's she's like they've been watching character. wrestling from 2000. They already right. know what they're going to wear. Exactly. She's got a good look. She could be in glow, you know? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, but, but uh, she's more like, I, I, I more just like, she's, she's, she gives off a real Eloy vibe you know like like from the time machine you know yes those, you know so it's it's more just like i, I more just feels really bad for her um mm-hmm. we don't get, yeah. we don't get... her ending even you know the way yeah it yeah I feel like yeah she's not gonna see the, she's gonna see the benefits of this only so slightly because society right. have to grow around her mm-hmm. you know it's gonna be so difficult for her to come to terms with her life yeah. and, and what's happened to her up to this point and she's just right. weeping, yeah, looking she, at the stars. It's, it's a really, really sad character. Yeah, and, and 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 I didn't pick her for this because we also don't get to see her be as badass, which I'm sure she is badass. You know, yeah, been a fighter her whole life. Yeah, you know, so it's also kind of just a shame we didn't get to see much of that. 
Um, you know, because that her her few the few times we see her, you know, like at the end with Kirk is more just like them kind of like <laughs> hugging. I imagine but, the uh, didn't allow too many vigorous movements, to be honest. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. I'm sure oh, oh, her, her boobs definitely were like taped in there. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> They'd have to stop tape every five seconds otherwise. Once, once slipping out. <laughs> but um <laughs> but it's a it's a look. It's a look. <laughs> it is a look. You, I bet you won't see it at many conventions. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm sure there have. Been. I'm sure somebody's done it. I'm sure somebody's done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, okay. So, and then the other one that I want to mention that I didn't, I didn't pick is I wanted to talk about Ohura. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Um, in this episode, and you know, I, that scene. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah, and and it, it's ugh, it's horrible. It's I mean, you can see. You can see shadows and hear her screaming, you know, and there's just nothing that we can do and nothing that, you know, like Kirk is, is us in that. Scene. Yeah. He's totally helpless. And, and, but she, you know, she, she manages to basically fight off a sexual assault in this episode yeah. and, and it, you know, and that's, but it's like, well, I don't, I, I, I don't think that really belonged in this episode. There was no reason for it, you know. Uh, it, no one else had someone select it for them it, except for her. It was you much know what more I mean? extreme than the rest of the episode, and really, even for other bits of Star, you know, I'm struggling to think of other bits of Star Trek there. So really, I'm not even gratuitous in the word, but yeah, it is uh, gratuitous is a, is a word for it. Yeah. I think though, like I don't. Yeah, but and and but she so she I mean so she has to be mentioned mm-hmm. in this category yeah, because yeah, yeah. She to, to fight off this guy who's you know like twice her size and <laughs> and she does and and she's badass and she's also badass um in um uh the scene after that where they they uh, they basically they they bring out another thrall who was insubordinate uh-huh. and it happens to be a a. a man of color or ahura is the the first you know that they're like you're gonna practice on this guy or her is the one the first one says hell you know hell yeah, no we're not yeah, gonna yeah. do that and i i'd like to i'd like to you know i i you know it's not my place to to speak on this one i'd i'd, I'd like to hear you know what a person of color thinks about that that scene how they handle that scene um yeah but it's it's really interesting that they get you know what they gave like ahura is really basically ahura like even though we don't get to see her her fight, she yes. is, a, is a badass in this episode. So I want to mention yeah. her too. <laughs> but you know, I, I guess as far as this category, those you got to go with Captain Kirk because he's the one who, you know, fight after fight, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, beats beats on these thralls who have spent their lives fighting, and somehow you know, because he's Captain Kirk, he thrashes them, yes. Uh, it's going to be hard for me not to pick her because obviously he is our champion, isn't he? I mean, of of all champions, he's a, he's right, a champion. Right. In this episode particularly, apart from the time he hits Shanna, he doesn't put a foot wrong. Right. He is confident. He's uh, aggressive. You know, he's aggressive in the right places. He stands up for people. He's He, 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 he can right. fight if he needs to. And at the end of it, he's brazen enough to bet his entire life that he with a, a supernatural de- you know a virtually omnipotent deity uh, that he can he can improve the lives of the people on that planet 
by first by fighting. Uh, it, it sounds really strange when I say it like that, but he is—he's a super champion, and he does so much in this episode, which is positive. Apart from that, when he hits Shona, yeah, uh, yeah. Apart from that, but he—he he, like he does—he he he protects his people. You know, he stands mm-hmm. up for everybody. He's. You know the champion, and you know, and even like 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 Shauna's being punished. You know, and he, and you, he, you know, how he, he gets that Kirk. Kirk gets so, it, Kirk has it so ingrained in him to, to help people, to to like save people that when he can't do it, uh, William Shatner gets like gets gets this like this like primal scream that he does like like, like let her go. I'll let take you know like punish me. It was my yeah. fault. You know, the, the, it's the same tone that he took. When when Uhura, you know, was in the cell and he couldn't get to her to save her, you know, what's happening to her? Lieutenant yes. Uhura? And he gets this this like primal deep scream, you know, that that he gets, and because it's so ingrained in him to yeah, you know, save people. But so he's he's my champion. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is it. This has come down to the wire. How how can I not choose the Rock as my champion standing? <laughs> But you've picked Captain Kirk, who is the champion. I'm gonna give it to Captain Kirk. If you'd chosen anyone else in that episode, I'd have picked the rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a tough one because it's such a great, you know, if we're doing uh, you know, best guest star. <laughs> yep. Um well, but then again, we could do who would you pick? You have three amazing guest stars yeah. in your episode, you know? Yes, you do. And you, but <laughs> two of them are much better known as much better characters. Right. That's true. But yeah, so I think, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to give my points to Kirk too. <gasps> I can't, yeah. In an outcome no one could have expected. <laughs> the Games of Triskelion has bested Sungatse. <laughs> By a score of six to four, though that's respectable. <laughs> on it was on judges' decision. It was not a clean knockout. Right. Uh, that's yeah. I don't know. I don't watch that either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do they? Do they win a trophy? Oh, they don't win a trophy. They win a belt, right? A belt, a belt. Yes, yeah, so um, championship belt goes to gamesters. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the belt. It's probably one of those uh, those life belts they wear in the animated series that gives them energy field. <laughs> Oh my! That was—I I feel we found a lot in yeah. those episodes, uh, and I feel like we've we've careered from cartoon wrestling villainy to some super serious. We need to talk about this. This is this is something we all need to discuss <laughs> properly, um, which I think is is Star Trek Star through Trek, and through. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing science fiction on the one hand, and then down to earth human problems on the other hand. Um, so, congratulations on uh, your championship placement. And this is an episode which I hope people would really enjoy because there's so much to think about after you've rubbed off the the gloss of <laughs> the rock and the huge Triskelion logo and the multicolored brains. There's actually quite a lot of deep stuff to get your yeah. teeth into. Join us for the next episode of Snap Track, where we'll be having the Barzan Wormhole Edition, and we'll be examining both ends of the Barzan Wormhole, starting with TNG's The Price and finishing with Voyager's False Profits. Uh, so you can see how those two connect. 
bizarrely. Uh, I'm hoping for an excellent conversation about these two cracking Star Trek episodes. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to that one. Okay. Well, it's been lovely to speak to you, Jan. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us and send us some of your poems or limericks uh, about any of the episodes we've been talking about or any episodes you like at all, get in touch with us on Twitter at SnapTrek, or you can get in touch with me at Star Trek 1701, S-T-R-T-R-K 1701. And you can find me on Twitter also. I'm at EdaQuarks. Excellent. Jen, it's been lovely to speak to you, and I will speak to you soon. You too, Ross. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.